Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Hey New Teacher, a podcast for beginning middle and high school teachers who are wanting to have a successful first year without sacrificing your life and your sanity. I'm your host, Kiana Williams. Join me each episode as I share short, to-the-point advice just for our beginning teachers. Hey there, and welcome back for another episode. In the last episode of this podcast, um, I shared with you three tips that you can use to help you reset your classroom. So if you missed that, I challenged, in that episode, I actually challenged you to revisit your classroom vision. I told you to audit your organizational systems, and I really wanted you to think about refining your procedures. My intention of that last episode was for you to just really walk away Um, with this feeling that there's always things in your classroom that you have the power within you to take control of. So I really hope that you felt this way after listening. In this particular episode, I'm going to continue to challenge you to really reflect more on things so that you can grow. I only have two tips to share with you this time around, but I really want you to sit with these two tips. Um, I can tell you that they're both a little bit tough. So it's kind of like a tough love type of thing, kind of advice, but it's really coming from a genuine place. Um, As you go through this episode, and even the last one, I'd love to hear any ahas that you might have encountered as a result of listening. Um, As always, please feel free to send me an email. So you would send that to support at secondaryedmatters.com. Or you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram. They're both called Secondary Ed Matters. So here we go. Tip number four. So we're continuing from the last episode. Tip number four is I really want you to reflect on your teaching. So I'm going to start out by really saying that this tip can feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, This tip is going to require that you kind of dig deep and that you really examine your current teaching style. So like I said in the prior tips, we talked about your, you know, the vision that you had for your classroom. We talked about how you organize that classroom and the procedures you use to manage it. But this particular tip, when we think about resetting our classroom, I really want you to think on your instruction. I want you to think on your teaching style. So to become a great teacher that I know that you all desire to be, we have to get a little bit uncomfortable here. Um, Because this is a great place for growth. And if we can tackle here and advance here, it impacts everything else that you see in your room. So if you imagine sitting in your classroom for a second and just, you know, thinking about everything that happens in your room. A lot of times we focus more so on student behavior and the lack of interest that I've, you know, that we get from our kids. But behavior, um, kids being off task, kids just simply not being motivated, a lot of times can be a result of the actual instruction that they're receiving. I know, ouch. (laughs) I'm ripping the Band-Aid off right out the gate. It's hard to hear. It really, really is hard to hear that you might want to reflect on your teaching style. But honestly, it's something that we have to, it's it's something we've got to talk about. If we're going to have impactful learning, if we're going to have a classroom with really that's filled with expectations, procedures, and really has that great community, 
that classroom also has to come with engaging instruction. It's that engaging instruction that's going to draw the kids in. And if we can draw them in, then um, then they're focused and they're learning. And we're getting towards that place where we want to be. Because you don't just stand in front of a classroom just to talk. You stand in front of a classroom because your goal is to help them learn. Um, you are in that classroom to help facilitate learning. But it takes some it takes some finagling to get there. Um, it takes some working on our skills to get there. So step out the classroom for a second and think about a recent teacher training that you have gone to. And then imagine yourself having to sit through that experience every day for the next four or five months. As that training was delivered, did it meet your needs? Did that training challenge you? Did it allow you to interact with people? Did it question things? Did it allow you to question things? Did it give you regular opportunities to apply what you've learned? Now think about if you learn best by seeing. Did that particular training give you an opportunity to do that? If you learn best by hearing, was there an opportunity in there for you to listen, maybe using different tools or to hear from different people? Or did all the talking come from one person? If you learn best by doing, did that training give you an opportunity to do something, to move, to create something that you honestly found to be relevant or beneficial to you? Now put yourself in the seats of our kiddos. Our kiddos who are middle and high school kiddos who are typically in a classroom or six, seven classrooms, depending on, you know, how your school's set up. But they're sitting in, in that environment. They're, they're sitting there um, experiencing that every day, all day for the next couple of months. Would you say your kids are getting what they need from the instructional style that you might currently be using? And like I said, this is a reset tip that's a little bit uncomfortable. Because it makes you truly look at how you teach. Um, it makes you look at your instruction and truly ask yourself, am I meeting the needs of my kids? And what is the data showing at this point? And data could be a number of different things. So I'm not just talking about test scores, um, but things like participation, off-task behavior, the quality of the work that they turn in. When you look at the different things that those different types of data is it showing that your kids are getting what they need is it translating you're you're delivering but are they receiving now i'm not asking you to beat yourself up at all this isn't an indicator that you failed or that you're failing at something it's an indicator that there's something there i call them red flags that there's a red flag there that there's something there that needs your attention um, which means that there's something there that we need to do a reset on. So I want you to discover what that red flag is in your classroom, because that's where you're going to put your focus. The classroom reset doesn't mean changing all the things in your classroom. It just means looking for the things that are the most impactful. So some of the ways that you might be able to do that, I'm going to share three with you. Um, one of the first ones is I want you to think about possibly recording one of your lessons. So this is, you know, using your cell phone 
you know, set it up in a, an area of the classroom and record a lesson that you're teaching, uh, uh, something that you've planned out that you want to do, just record it. You don't have to share it with anyone. It's, it's just for you to look at and then delete. Um, but when you look at that recording, look at, look at two different sides of it. Look at the things that you're doing and how are the kids responding. And I want you to really focus beyond behaviors because behaviors are the place sometimes where we get stuck. It's the place where we, we start to focusing on the behaviors of our kiddos. I'm just going to be blunt with it. Sometimes it's the scapegoat that we use. We look at their behaviors. Oh, they're not listening. They don't want to learn. They, you know, they don't care. We look at all these other things, whereas it, the answer really might be that our instructional style isn't reaching our kids. So a lot of times the behaviors that you might be seeing are a result of them not being challenged, them not being reached. So like I said, a little tough love and an uncomfortable conversation, but it's something that if, if we're going to do a true reset, I want you to really, you know, take some time and kind of think here. So one way of resetting your teaching style is we can record a lesson. Another way would be to share a lesson that you wrote and have a colleague or someone that you trust really look over it and give you a recommendation on a strategy that you could use to boost the engagement of that lesson. Just one strategy. You don't need all the strategies they have in their toolbox, just one. So for example, um, if you're in your classroom, instead of having your kids raise their hands to answer a question or instead of you calling on a particular kid, you could actually have your kids turn and have a discussion with each other. So turn and talk with a partner as a way of, of them sharing. We call this strategy at my school, we call it turn and talk. Um, you might call it something different, but it's a simple engagement strategy. And what it does is it can increase student participation because listen, our, our kiddos, our, our middle and our high school kiddos, if you don't give them an opportunity to talk, they're going to take it. If you don't give them um, conversations that are relevant, if you don't give them the space to have a voice in your classroom, they will find it themselves. So your other, if you have, if you look around your room and you've got a lot of off-task conversations, that tells you there's a, a space in your room to bring in opportunities to talk. If you've got a lot of kids who are attached at the hip um, with their cell phones, which, you know, we know phones are an issue, instead of fighting the issue with the cell phone, find a way to use that cell phone in that instruction, which then helps boost the motivation, which keeps them listening and learning. Another way that you could reset your teach teaching style is to connect with a coach. So at some of your school sites, you might be fortunate to have an instructional coach, a teacher leader, a mentor teacher, some type of person who's been trained on a process called a coaching cycle. At your school site, it might even be a, an administrator that you feel comfortable with that. Um, but finding out if there's someone on your school site who can take you through a coaching cycle. When you go through a coaching cycle, it's, it's a really good way to look at your teaching style. Um, it gives you, it's kind of like this person comes in and, and looks at your room with you, which helps you see a realistic view of what's actually happening there in your room. So they kind of, they can help you find the data. 
And remember, I told you data isn't always test. Sometimes it's it's other things, but they can help you identify and look at data and really dig deep into what's happening and give you feedback and support on how we go about approving it. So really being open to working with someone um, who can point out your blind spots will only help you to evolve, which in form transforms your teaching and your classroom. So if the goal is to hit a reset, we might want to look there. So I, I challenge you, you know, try one of them, whether it's recording your class, sharing a lesson or working with a coach, just try one and see how it can help you. So that was tip number four. Tip number five is my favorite. Tip number five is resetting yourself. In the last episode, um, I talked about a recent visit to my local gym. And I took notice to the the slogan that they're using to kick off the new year. And that slogan was, start with you in 2022. I like catchy slogans. Kind of my thing. (laughs) So my visit to the gym was a result of me honestly having a reflective conversation with myself about how I was taking care of me. Um, Spending time moving my body was kind of like one of the action steps that came out of it. And it's something that I started doing a few weeks ago. So it's one of the ways that I have been resetting how I actually take care of myself physically, which in turn helps me show up in other areas. I know for myself that when I'm when I'm not good, when I'm not good physically, um, it impacts me in many different ways. And when I'm not good, no one else around me feels good. So, you know, it's, it's an awareness thing that I've recognized about myself. I want you to think about it from the same way as within your classroom. If the teacher is not well, that classroom's going to suffer. And by well, I mean physically, mentally, emotionally, lots of different ways. But stress impacts us all in different ways. Um, You know, I knew that the stress at work was impacting me to the point where I would come home and I'm going straight to bed. I mean, six o'clock, I am, I'm out. (laughs) And going to sleep early and still waking up tired um, just impacts you in, in many different ways. So for some of you, tiredness might impact your mindset. Um, how you feel about your kids, how you feel about the job, how you treat your family. For others, that tiredness would impact your commitment. You know, you stop caring about the kids that you serve. You lower your expectations for them. For other teachers, the tiredness of of it all might have shifted your focus towards finding ways to leave the classroom, which means that honestly, you're one foot in the classroom, but your other foot is out the door which also means you might not be giving it your best because you're in a quest to find something else. And when you're not at your best, everything else, we, we, you know, everyone sees it, it impacts everything else. So you stop being present when you're not at your best. So I want you to think about how does stress, overwhelm, tiredness impact you? And what are we actually going to do about it? Because you owe it to yourself to put yourself first. This is an and when you do that, this translates into you being more energetic, optimistic, and committed as an educator. And our kids see and they feel the better version of you. So taking care of you, reviewing how you take care of yourself is actually going to help you build better relationships, which in turn helps you create a better community and an overall classroom for your kiddos to learn in. So 
Tip number five is really all about reflecting on how you take care of yourself. It's where we do the thing that we call self-care. So to recap, um, there are five tips that I wanted to share with you in this episode and the last. And these are things that I think you can use to help you reset your classroom. Tip number one was we wanted to reset your vision. Tip number two, I wanted you to reset your organizational systems. Tip number three, I wanted you to think about your procedures and what you needed to reset there. Tip number four, I wanted you to reflect on your teaching style. And tip number five, I wanted you to reflect on how you take care of yourself. Remember, if you missed tipped, um, tips one, two, and three, you can definitely go back and check out the last episode. So as always, I hope that you were able to take something away from this episode that's going to keep you inspired going forward. And until next time, my wish for you is that you keep blossoming. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hey New Teacher, the podcast. Please be sure to visit our website at www.secondaryedmatters, so that's secondary E-D-M-A-T-T-E-R-S.com. And while you're there, download the Get Started Right checklist. This free resource gives you simple steps that you can follow that will help you truly set up your classroom for success this school year. I hope you enjoy.